from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's the exact metabolic opposite of obesity. Uh, pure lipedema is. And we're trying to improve that treatment. We're looking for people to help us uh, study it and, and learn how to get better. Even though it is a, a medical procedure, they still, they only want to cover it as with a cosmetic code and, and, and they, I mean, it's, it's, it's very disheartening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Some studies suggest that as many as 11% of women suffer from lipedema. That's a lot of women. But here's the truly shocking part. In many cases, their physicians are ill-prepared to diagnose it. Some women truly suffer as a result. Dr. Thomas Wright is on a mission to change that. He's published numerous papers about lipedema and has a new study underway with the Washington University School of Medicine to explore how best to treat this condition. Dr. Thomas Wright is medical director of the Laser, Lipo, and Vein Center in O'Fallon, Missouri, and he joins us today to tell us more. Dr. Wright, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. So let's start with the simple part. What exactly is lipedema? So lipedema is a uh, fat and connective tissue disorder that um, causes disproportionate uh, accumulation uh, of fat uh, under the, just under the skin on, on the legs and arms, uh, limbs of ladies. Um, and as it progresses, it, it causes he- heaviness, tenderness, and, uh, and then it starts to affect gait and function. The way people are able to walk and, and move. Yeah. So how is it different than normal fat? You know, we all know people who are carrying around extra weight and that that affects how they're able to, to move and walk. This is different. Yeah. So um, so it, it, so first of all, I just want to say it is common in, in you probably there's a lot of ladies. People know ladies who have the, uh, just, you know, these lobules and on, on their legs or they're they're even even when they're relatively slim, um, and so these lobules can can then uh, just just by mechanical forces affect the gait and stance and and then um, um, but but uh, so this fat is um, uh, very um, uh, it's metabolically different so it is um, it it. It can cause it in in the under the same circumstances, with the same nutrition, it can double in size uh, compared to non-lipedema fat. And uh, you know, you showed me some photos of this as we were preparing for this interview, and it made me realize, oh, I have seen people where you know my best guess would be that they're suffering from this. It does look different. It's something we're going to tweet a link there at STL on air. Um, if people want to take a look at this, there's a very distinctive look to this kind of fat, and it can be very hard for people because you can become extremely large, mainly in the bottom half of the body, even though it doesn't seem to affect people as much on the top half the way maybe a normal um, overweight situation would. Is that common for people suffering from this? Yeah. So it, 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 you know, again, it, it's, it's the exact metabolic opposite of obesity. Uh, pure lipedema is. 
and that in that it accumulates in the extremities, not viscerally, and uh, it is it it behaves metabolically different than than normal fat that 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 people and 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 has effects. So obesity uh, has more effects. You know, has risk of di- more risk of diabetes and heart disease, whereas lipedema fat does not. Um, it's relatively insulin sensitive, and um, and so. But then, as it accumulates, it can affect. It can cause a secondary obesity, and then and then they have both lipedema and obesity, and those are. Very, it makes it even tougher to treat because it makes it hard for people to move when they're carrying around this particular sort of of, of heaviness. Yes, yes. So, so these photos, like I said, this kind of hit things home for me. I'm like, I have seen this out and about. And yet you say, and many studies have shown, that a lot of physicians miss this, even when it's right in front of them. How, how is that possible for something that, that presents in ways that seem somewhat obvious? Well, uh, you know, so awareness is very poor. You know, um, uh, you know, a recent study showed 92% of physicians couldn't recognize it when it presented to them, um, and 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 that's and then even you know, and then nurses and and and, ther- and therapists and such uh, also have a very poor awareness. But but uh, and and it is it is it's it's literally uh staring right in front of you and uh so um it's it's very unfortunate because um you know we we need we need to be uh, the medical community and and the population at large needs to be more aware of this um and you've mentioned that your own grandmother suffered from this is this something that that where she was ever given a proper diagnosis uh unfortunately no um you know it was uh it, you know even so it, this it, this was originally actually described in the at the Mayo Clinic in in the 30s but but it was kind of forgotten and and it's really been um just recently that uh first it, through in Europe and now more recently in the US that we've you know refocused attention and 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 uh, uh, brought more awareness, and, or at least trying to bring more awareness about it. So you've published some case studies related to people who've had this and dealt with it for years because they weren't getting a proper diagnosis. And in some cases, these are some kind of harrowing case studies. Can you give us an example? How might a woman be affected by her physician just missing out on the fact that she has lipedema and, and she's struggling with this just thinking that she's overweight? Right. So, so I mean, uh, there, you know, there's some, some fairly tragic cases where uh, the most extreme uh, uh, was a, a lady who was overweight, um, and she, uh, uh, but also had lipedema, and she had a gastric bypass surgery and lost a, a great deal of weight and continued to lose weight, um, and um, and 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 then. It actually, she became malnourished, and because she had the lipedema with the large, you know, with which in this lipedema fat is relatively resistant to weight loss, then then uh, she continued to have large legs and arms, and uh, and her malnutrition really wasn't recognized, and so because they saw these large arms and legs and and didn't under didn't appreciate that she could also be malnourished, and and now you know she became very weak and and, and actually needed to be hospitalized just to receive IV nutrition. Um, 
um, uh, which is very unfortunate. But 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 she did, you know, uh, eventually recover. They they eventually figured this out. Dr. Wright, hearing this, I can't help but wonder if part of the fact that this was almost forgotten about after the Mayo Clinic discovered it is related to the fact that sometimes the medical community doesn't really see overweight people and they don't really see women uh, because the, the physicians there don't necessarily relate to that on a personal level. Do you feel like that's maybe part of the problem with this? I, I, I do actually, uh, um, and I and I and I think that they, uh, you know, um, too much. I mean, too much of the medical community because uh, weight in uh, um, is such a, a a touchy subject and a difficult subject. It's very complex, but but uh, the research in this lipedema is actually. Uh, you know, kind of helping us better understand that that, for example, the fat, as I as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the fat the fat in lipedema uh, is metabolically different, and um, and so it's it uh, it's not always um, you know x calories in and y y calorie y calories expended doesn't always uh, equate to a certain number of fat cells, and so uh, this is. Um, so so when we when we talk about uh you know so these women um uh, will often present and say i you know i i diet i i am a, a good eater and yet they still have large legs and arms and i think they have been sadly um you know um uh, not not appreciated or not even even um not taken uh, not not taken at their word so we've been talking a lot about the problem here, and we're talking today to Dr. Thomas Wright, who's the medical director of the Laser Lipo and Vein Center in O'Fallon, Missouri. Um, but Dr. Wright, you're also here to talk about some solutions. There is some change happening on this. As you mentioned, the U.S. finally has standard of care guidelines for this disease. You were part of the group that helped publish those. So are there ways we can treat it once it's properly diagnosed, ways to help people so they don't have to deal with this? Right, so there there is no cure, but we can treat it effectively, and uh, the the um, treatment and consists of compression. Um, we do they we diet is a, is is a crucial part of that, um, and and uh, we do recommend um, a, a balanced low uh, low carb um, diet and a. Um, and uh but uh, compression and all these things um um are helpful those are the those are the main that's the compression the diet and uh lifestyle changes um uh often lymphedema therapy um those are the mainstays of the non surgical and then we are treating this surgically as well um people can yeah. have it removed yeah yeah um so the standards of care are now out there. They've been published. Are insurance companies on board for this and willing to pay for the people who, who truly need an intervention, whether that's surgery or whether that's the, the lymphatic care that you were talking about? You know, you know uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, they so just so the, the standard care guidelines just just published in the last year and, and they have. They have created policies, but they are uh, the the insurance companies are paying very poorly, or um, they they now have some coverage, but but they are not. They're making they they have a lot of um, of 
hurdles, and then even when you go through their hurdles, they uh, are are not uh, they're not wanting to cover cover it very well. I'm sure people will be shocked to learn that insurance companies may be a problem with this. Is it that in some ways they want to treat this as just cosmetic versus understanding the huge impact it has on mobility? Oh, very, yeah, very much. And they they even it it even even though it is a, a medical procedure, they still they only want to cover it as with a cosmetic code, and 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 they it's. It's it's very disheartening. Um, um, so, uh, you know, uh, yes, um, we the frustration is real, and um, um, and we see it every day. So, one thing that you're working on with this, in addition to just trying to raise awareness about this condition, letting other physicians know what's right in front of them, you also have a study underway now at WashU Medical School. This is with funding from the Lipedema Foundation. What is that looking at specifically? So. This is a first of all. This is a very we're very I'm very excited about this study because um, this is uh, and I just want to say the uh, doctor it's the principal investigators Dr. Sam Klein and um, and then uh, Vincenzo Cifarelli at Washington School of Nutrition and we are enrolling people now for uh, to look at uh, the effect of, of diet and weight loss on uh, lipedema and body composition. And it's a, it's a very sophisticated study where we're, we're doing MRIs and DEXA scans to show body composition and looking at uh, um, the met- metabolism in terms of with like ins- uh, sensitive insulin insulin clamps and and looking at insulin sensitivity and 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 the tissue biology and then they're then they are ha- we're having them lose uh, some weight and then we re-study their body composition and their uh, and their adipose tissue and and their insulin sensitivity. And so, what are you hoping will come out of this study? I know it's still underway at this point. It may be too early to say. Well, I think you know it, it, it'll it will help us you know really appreciate. I mean, we know uh, you, as as, as as I was saying, it is rel- it is somewhat resistant. The lipedema fat is somewhat resistant to weight loss. I mean, that's part of the original diagnosis. But but we'll better understand how and how much it is resistant to weight loss. And we'll also understand, you know, the the tissue biology. Um, I mean, so there's there's uh, there's the the tissue has increased fibrous. The fat tissue has increased fibrousness and inflammatory cells, and we're going to get a better understanding of what makes this fat different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we got a question uh, from a listener. This is Dr. Dr. Christopher Keating on Twitter. He writes, can your guest explain the difference between lymphedema and lipedema? Yeah, so that is one of the principal uh, things that 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 distinguishes uh, in the differential diagnosis, or when we had to diagnose it, it, it is different from pure lymphedema in that. Uh, that and uh, but it but is but there are there are also some overlaps. So the 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 main difference is lymphedema is a pure is a purely a lymphatic issue where there's. Uh, uh, some obstruction to flow of of the lymph and 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 it you know presents it it generally presents distally uh, on the limbs and then are at the feet and hands and then uh, and then progresses but 
Lipedema also affects the lymphatics, but it's it's primarily a a fat tissue disorder and um, and uh, spares the uh, the the uh, hands and feet uh, of limbs it affects. So, Dr. Thomas Wright, you've been so helpful in walking us through this condition, something I had not been aware of prior to this conversation today. What's one uh, thing that you're hoping to leave us with today for people who may be intrigued by this conversation and and, want to know more? Well, so, I I mean, first of all, I think it's... it's common. Um, people, most of the listeners probably know someone who uh, may have this or has at least the characteristics of it. Um, there's, there's, a, there's effective treatment. Um, we, are, we, are, we are trying to, uh, and we're trying to improve that treatment, and we're looking for uh, people to help us uh, study it and, and learn how to get better. So if you're somebody who you think you might be suffering from this, uh, you may want to reach out to the Laser Lipo and Vein Center in O'Fallon, Missouri. They can ask you some questions, find out if you'd be a good fit for this study, or you can just get more information about this. We'll get all of that information on our website uh, for people who want to know more. Uh, Dr. Thomas Wright, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Sarah. It was, it was a pleasure. Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske, with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.